Wayne, we're live. Great to have you on here, mate. Thanks for the opportunity, Ben. It's great, mate. I recall the first time that I got a glimpse of you was on Facebook and I saw, fuck, who's this? The, the property bloke and inked up and I'm like, the name of your company, you've just nailed it. Oh, mate, it's just who we are, uh, to be honest. Yeah, it's exactly what we do and who we are. We're not fancy, but we just source properties for people. That's it. <laughs> I love it. Whereabouts are you uh, based living at the moment? Mate, we're based at Lake Macquarie, New South Wales. That's where our home base is and our office as well. Nice. So the types of, I guess, clients that you're working with, are they all fitting that mould of that, that property bloke? What do they look like? Yeah, it's your tradesman, it's your coal miner, it's, it's your mum and dad investor. Like we, we try to see ourselves as a more easygoing style company that can take on people that can sort of gel with our personalities and theirs. And it seems to work really, really well. Yeah, that's unreal. So bit of a segue. I know we were talking before we went live around that you're working on some deal for yourself for a family home. Do you have some details on that? Yeah, it, we don't have contracts signed just yet. As I did mention, I'm a bit scared to say it out loud, but it's probably the best deal I've been able to put together in my own sort of personal portfolio where I've been able to source an, an off-market waterfront reserve style property not far from uh, where I'm at the moment and uh, on Lake Macquarie. And it's at 2.5 million as a purchase price. Needs a tiny bit of work, but I could see from the, the vendor's perspective, he's a busy man. He just wants it out the way sold. So I put forward an offer to him and he's, he's, but he has accepted it. We just got to get contracts signed, but I've been able to source a, uh, a $2.5 million property with a 12 month settlement. We do get to move into the property as well, which we're hoping to do just before Christmas, but I was able to put it with a $1 deposit, so which is awesome. So normally, as you know, it's a 10% deposit, but I'm unable to do a 1% deposit. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. I'm shocked myself. <laughs> How are you able to negotiate $1? Obviously, the vendor has to have a certain personality for that. And I just explained, like, if something went wrong, he's still got the asset. You know, He still owns the asset. It's still in his name. So sure, I've got the commitment to purchase. So I have 12 months to pay it, the money. And I said, like, we just put a clause in the contract that if something goes wrong, they're still liable for 10%. So if, for example, I couldn't complete. I still got to pay the guy 250 grand. So, but at the end of the day, yeah, I just said, mate, what's the value of a hundred and a hundred grand, 200 grand in a trust account? Let, let's just work out a clause. And uh, yeah, worst case, you, you can still take what you need, but I'll just put down a dollar. And I was shocked for him to be okay with it. Yeah. I guess these are the um, negotiation tactics that you develop as a buyer's agent and that deposit. I mean, you can use that cash flow to support your business or invest elsewhere to kind of get a better return than it's just sitting in a trust account, right? Oh, and that's the thing from my perspective, 250 grand for me, I can turn that into high cash flow. So I, I don't want to give that money to someone else where I can spend 12 months with that 250K and potentially earn 50 grand or more in cash flow out of a property. So yeah. Unbelievable. And you were saying that, I'm not sure if we touched on this just now, I might've missed it, but you're also able to move, you have a 12 month settlement, but you negotiate, you're able to move in right away. Is that? Yeah, that's right. Because it's not an old property. It's It, it needs a coat of paint it needs a i've got to take the property as is i probably need to spend about 10 grand on the property of painting and a, and a couple of small things and to save him doing it or him having to do it because he doesn't live local he lives interstate now i said i'll do all that to it take it as is so it saves him six months of going back and forth as well so there's value of his time because obviously he's in business also he sees his dollar value of his time and he's he sees the benefit of me doing the work instead of him. That makes sense. Well done. That seems like it's a good deal you've uh, hopefully going to be put together. Yeah, but, but I do have to say it was my wife's, she started the whole process. So yeah, I've got to mention that. Sorry, mate. 
<laughs> no, no, I think it's good to recognize her. So she's obviously a bit tough negotiator. Yeah, she's the one that's, that put forward the idea, but I had to put it through. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you went in there and implemented. She strategized. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't take all the credit, mate. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's good that you're shouting her out. I think it's always good to recognize when uh, other people contribute. Mate, you've been in the, the property game for quite a while, over two decades, and you, you've moved in different niches within the industry. So maybe just talk about where you started off when you, when you got into the property space over 20 years ago. Yeah, well, I basically left school early, loved property investment, didn't realize property investment industry existed. I thought I was going to have to go into traditional sales, which I didn't want to do, but I enjoyed the finance part of it as well. But I found a property investment company 20 odd years ago, went and worked for them. They specialized more in off the plan style apartments or brand new um, style properties. And back then, buyers agents in Australia weren't a real thing. You know what I mean? It, they weren't a big thing. You could do it, but it was unheard of. And then over the, the years, I obviously broke out, went on my own 20 odd years ago. It's actually 19 years ago. We've got our 20 year anniversary next year. 19 years ago, we just went out on our own. And I still went down that trail of, you know, brand new uh, depreciation, house and land packages, townhouses, et cetera, which I was very strict with what properties I found for clients. But as you know, I was paid from the builder in that scenario. So I wasn't as independent as a, as a buyer's agent was. And over the last couple of years, we've just changed our company 100%. We've gone as a 100% buyer's agent now sourcing a lot more established properties because people were sick of the delays of construction. Yeah, if you if you go out there tomorrow and buy a cash flow property, you want the cash flow to start within six weeks, not six months. So the whole concept of that is, yeah, we can build properties portfolios a lot quicker now, definitely as a, as a buyer's agent. And and being independent, getting paid by the clients, uh, we can source property anywhere in Australia as well. It's unreal. So I'm assuming you'd have clients on your books who you help acquire you know, off the plan stock, but now they've transitioned their portfolio into existing. Are you are you getting a temp check? Like, are they do they feel better now getting into existing versus new? In the beginning, obviously, there's always a bit of change. People don't like change, but once they've engaged us and they see the process and see how quicker we're building their portfolios, they're ecstatic. Yeah, nice. And so, what are you typically like as part of your investment strategy? Like, what what are you looking to do for most of your clients? Is it cash flow positive? Like, what are you looking at? Well, we do a lot of buying in pairs, so where we have a cash flow style property and a growth property and put them together. So the first one might be cash positive, $100 a week, $200 a week. The second one might be cash negative, but in a more of a blue chip area. And we sit them side by side. That, that's our generic style property plan because they can buy two properties. It's not going to affect their personal cash flow whatsoever. And they can just keep building because it's not restricting their personal cash flow. They can continue to build those portfolios up until basically the bank says no. It's a good strategy, the buying in pairs. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of great success when you can execute on that pathway well. Yes, it, it works well. Okay, and that's not every property plan we put together, but it's the, you say 50% of clients, that's how we would put that together. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And so with your, I guess, clients that you've got, are you looking to purchase multiple properties? Is that part of the pathway you also take them down? Or like, are, that, are some of them resistant and they, they got a bit of blockages thinking like, hey, I, I can't see myself getting to three or four properties. Like, do you, do you get that? The biggest roadblock we see with clients is fear and the unknown. But once they see what their friends have done or, or how we put together and show them how the portfolio can be done in such a way that it's not really costing them, as they're putting it together, they just start to relax and, and add it on a lot quicker. Some clients come in and they, they want to be very aggressive quite early and we can put in, you know, four properties in six months. For other clients, we've got to stage it a bit and just take our time a bit slower and we might only do two over 12 months, et cetera. But then once they have that pairs put together, it's 
they basically say this was too easy. Let's just keep going. So when you're buying in pairs, I'm assuming you're organizing, you're arranging the refinancing, the the revals, just to, to actually get that manufacture of equity so you can go again, right? A hundred percent. Revaluations and I suppose equity is the, the, a key part. Like we don't want to always, like obviously we regularly start off having the home as equity first, but as you're building your pairs, people don't realize you've got two properties gaining equity, then not just one. So the more properties you have, they've only got to go up three or 4%, but there could be a whole another 20% deposit unlocked for another property. So re- revaluing is very important. And when the clients are chatting to their banks or their brokers, we're always about, let's get your property revalued. I've seen some good sales in the street because we do keep an eye on what's happening with each client's property. And if we see a bit of a high sale, we get it. We take that opportunity and get it revalued then, even though we may not use that valuation for two months, it gives us that new new equity structure and we update their property plan as we go. Yeah, interesting. Why do you think, I'm just curious, and I've, I asked a few people this question, but like why do you think some people are so blocked with their perspective around what they can do to grow wealth through property assets? Like e.g. like why do you think they're blocked with not believing that they can own three, four, five, six properties? I think the biggest thing is knowledge, not knowing they can do it and they need to see it. I think the biggest thing is they need to see it. They need to see it come together with a, in a friend or slowly with themselves. Like I share my own portfolio as well to clients so they can see what I've done and how I've done it. But there's always that fear because the media has so much fear in it. They, they're scared of that. So you've got to get around that fear with the client. Um, and once you've you know, you've had two or three sessions with the client, they, they understand you a bit more. They understand your approach and uh, they become more comfortable and it's just easier from that point. But the biggest block we see is just fear. They just can't visualize themselves owning two or three properties because, and ideally it's because they think it's going to cost them a thousand bucks a month when if done correctly, it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, it's right. Like the media and and the the fear that I guess gets put out there in the mainstream, I, you know, it must cloud people's judgment, but it's, it's, it's kind of, I don't know if it's ironic, but it's like the media in Australia is obsessed with property, like whether it's a bad market or a good market. But at the same time, there's such a small percentage of Australian investors who own like more than four or five or six properties. Yeah, like the most investors, at, at, and I'm going to say it does frustrate me at times, they'll buy one property, sit on it for five years, sell it, take the gain, but then not reinvest. And I'm like, why? And when they come to me, they, they'll say, listen, we used to have a property 10 years ago. We sold it, paid off our house or whatever. And I'm like, why haven't you got 10 now? You know how it works. And it's just, I feel as if they're not educated in, you just keep going. Like there's no limit. Like even for me, there's no limit of passive income I can earn off my properties. I'll just keep going. Sure, the tax man takes a chunk, but lying in bed at night and knowing every Friday I'm going to get this much rent coming into my account, that's my money after expenses. It's 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 a bit surreal to be honest at times. Yeah. It, and, and the reason I said obviously like ironic, it's like you would think with this country being so obsessed with property and it's all the media talks about that. You think that everyone would just be participating and just, I guess, buying a shitload of property. But when you actually look at the data, it's 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 a real small percentage of people. It's quite sad, actually. Yeah, it's quite sad when Australia has a good property market. Some countries, you've got to really manufacture the equity yourself. But we're, we're lucky in Australia. We're, we're always going to have some style of growth if you invest in the right pockets. And you can sit back and enjoy that growth. Where in other countries, you've really got to put a lot of effort into it. So the Australian property market is ideal for investors. 
And, and we always also have the tax laws, which help us as well on when we're holding property that if we do have a loss of some type, it's, we can write that off against our, our own income tax if, if that was to occur. I'm not saying your property should be at a loss, but if it does happen, you have that luxury of getting potentially half of it back. Yeah, it's a good point. And just a quick one. So with your strategy buying in pairs, are you doing with any of those like a cosmetic reno, especially with maybe the cap growth one in the blue chip, are you doing something to really boost that equity? Not normally, no. We Most of our client base are not hands-on. So the properties we look for are basically set and forget. Yeah, occasionally they might need a coat of paint, but we always assess each property and we'll tell them uh, at the moment, tenants in there, they're happy. But when the tenant moves out, you're going to have to put new carpet in and just that they just budget for that and prepare for that. So if the tenant does give notice or whatever, they can organize it quite quickly. But we try and streamline that through a good property manager as well, who will do all that work for them. Yeah, nice. And how long have you been specifically now working on the buy side, you know, getting remunerated by the buyer? Yeah, we changed in July last year through COVID. Uh, obviously, we were doing some buyer's agent and house and land style properties, etc. But land got too expensive. There was not enough quality land out there. Bill prices blew out. So uh, we've been a lot more selective of of that from that point forward. But being a buyer's agent, it opened up another market to us, another market to our clients. And yeah, having that bigger network now, of, which includes a lot of good real estate agents, we get opportunities come across our desk on a regular basis that fit everybody. That's unreal. And the transition for you, like, how's it been? I mean, obviously, you know, it, it's it's a different way to operate now. Have you found it smooth or was it a bit, you know? In, in a way, you're swapping sides. So in the beginning, it was a bit knee jerky, but I was, I'm quite lucky. I, I had people around me which believed that it was they were on the same vision as me, where it's better for our clients. And everyone around me supported me when I was, you know, just struggling with the change. But that was probably only the first month or so. After it started to all work well, we're like, this is the best thing we've ever done. And I should have done it 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm not criticizing what you're doing prior in terms of the model and the sell side, but I've always just thought from a buyer's perspective, like it's, it's, it's always important to know like where the expert who's representing you is getting paid. And so, and, and I'm not saying that you'd ever do anything that would be unethical because I, I know what you're like. You're all, you're all above board and doing the right thing. But you would question some people who are getting paid by the seller. Like, are they doing the right thing for the buyer? That's the problem. I found myself an ethical person. My clients made money in all the transactions, but there's a lot of bad stories out there. There's a lot, and you would have heard them. And that's where you become uncomfortable. But as a buyer's agent, it's, it's clear. It's 100% clear. The client knows who's getting paid from where. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's crystal clear. So where you are now, like with your, your buyer's agent business, it seems like things are really kicking off for you, right? Yeah, well, as you've seen, the, the market's starting to soften now, which is great, giving us more opportunity actually. And we've actually become busier because we do a lot of property planning. In the couple of years just gone, we've done a lot of recycling equity, which is where we sell properties. For, no, sorry, I, I don't physically sell them, but we recommend clients to sell properties to pay down debt, produce more cash flow, et cetera. And we've basically set them up for this market we're seeing now where it's back to a buyer's market where we enjoy it the most. And we can get deals that, you know, that you, that might have been a lot harder, say, 12 months ago when there was people fighting over the same property, where now we're seen as a, a, a potential advocate for real estate agents. They want to use us so they don't have to do 10 open homes. So it's perfect. Yeah. I think the recycling of property is going to be very um, attractive to, to people who have received serious capital gains, you know, just to be able to capitalize on that and, and pay, as you said, clear down debt. And yeah, I think it's exciting times for some people, you know, doing that. In the last 12 months, we've been able to turn around lives. It's, it's been a very humbling experience the last 12 months. 
uh, for our, our office where we've been able to see clients pay homes off, uh, retire, change jobs to a, a job where they, they're more satisfied. It's a bit less pay, but they're def- definitely more satisfied in their role. It's been very a, a huge humbling experience for me personally, but also for the staff or the team. They're, they're seeing it too. So they're seeing the outcome of what we put together. It might have been 10 years ago we started the process with the client, but they're seeing the outcome of what we do and why we do it, and they can see the benefits themselves, which is good. It's a team motivator, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and talking about team, I, I know that you've got um... – a really great team with you. I know you've got some some good support workers. You maybe want to just touch on that for a bit. Yeah, so look, behind me is really the brains, uh, to be honest. I'm just the good-looking guy on the front. But, yeah, without my team helping me source the properties in the background, dealing with all the small things, and it could be just something, like, honestly, some days it's just behind my lunch for me because I'm just so focused on helping clients. And I, I like doing the client and just putting together the plans and they help me source these properties. So they, they're doing a lot of legwork in the background, networking. They're, they're doing tons of data research with our data partners like hotspotting, et cetera. We get all their data, then they go and analyze that data and, and see what's going to work for our clients and which help, helps us pick pockets. They shortlist areas, shortlist properties for me. They, they're doing a lot of hard work behind the scenes. That, in, a, in a way, people don't get to see that. But without them, like, sure, I could get it done, but I'd be sort of half lost as well. Yeah, it's great. It's always good to um, to recognize that those members that are really um, carrying the load and just making it happen. And I think a lot of the clients sometimes don't don't see what's going on in the back end, but you know, there's some people doing some great work. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have a good team behind you, it can't work. So... And everyone's got to have the same vision as you. And that's why with our regular catch-ups that we do, we, we, just make, we always want to make sure we're on the same page because at the end of the day, we want the client result to happen. That always brings in new business for us as well. And it's very, as I said, it's humbling before, but it's very job satisfaction is, is, is there. It's when it all comes together for a client, they're happy, everyone's happy. It just, it just feels better and you sleep at night knowing you're doing a good thing for people outside of yourself. Yeah. Love it, Wayne. That's awesome, man. It's really good to get some insight into your business and regarding also your personal journey as well. So where can people find you? Mate, our Facebook's been the most the, be- the best spot. Obviously, we have our website and it's just thepropertybloke.com.au. But if you Google us on Facebook, just The Property Bloke, you'll find us on there, Instagram, et cetera, as well. And we, we're quite good at regular updates on the marketplace. And obviously, we do have our own private group as well where we do internal education as well. So they can always go through the Facebook to find that as well, mate. Cool. And just, I, I didn't touch on this, so I might just touch on it before we close out. So you're, are you typically servicing um, an investor with a specific budget? Not necessarily, no. We sort of create the budget for them. So the, the investors I have are really relying upon me analyzing different properties and coming forth to them with a certain budget. Obviously, from my perspective, a budget I try and stick within for investors is underneath that 700 bracket. That's where, I, not for everybody, of course, but for the predominant amount of investors we deal with, that's what the, the area and price bracket we're sourcing properties in. It just seems to be the best return on investment from a cash flow perspective, but also it's in that high demand pocket where even if the market is a little bit quiet, there's still buyers. So if you need to sell that property in 10 years' time, obviously you're still going to be in that medium bracket and that's where you need to be. You, you, you don't need to go out and buy your $10 million blue chip property. There's too many eggs in that basket. We do, we do try and spread the investment over more properties, but obviously not going too ridiculously cheap. There's also bad stories there. So you want to get the medium property, medium value, medium tenant, and set and forget the whole portfolio. Love it. 
Wayne, thanks for sharing that. And also thanks for jumping on today and just look forward to see you smash up 2023. Mate, we're looking forward to it as well, to be honest. It's been the best lead up to 2023. Like at the end of this year, we've got the best lead up moving forward. And mate, I, I appreciate you having me on your podcast.